like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. John Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. Join late night legend John Stewart and the best news team for today's biggest headlines, exclusive extended interviews, and more. Now, this is a second term we can all get behind. Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi guys, Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies. Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. And welcome back to Coast to Coast. George Norrie with you. David Bloom back with us. David is a commercial farmer, regenerative ag tech consultant, biofuels pioneer, noted author. His book is Alcohol Can Be a Gas, and a global food waste optimization consultant as well. Early in his career, David worked on experimental energy products with NASA, as well as Mother Earth News, a successful business leader and entrepreneur. He wrote the Amazon.com critically acclaimed ag tech best-selling book. As I mentioned, alcohol can be a gas. David, welcome back, my friend. How have you been? Oh, I've been doing great, George. Always great to come on the show with you. What new projects are you undertaking these days? Oh, well, there's quite a few, really. Um But, uh you know, methane, which we're going to talk about tonight, is kind of tangential and maybe interesting but i'm still working you know on um taking uh taking our world back from uh from oil companies and maybe a little more freedom for us on the ground too lots of things going on these days i want to talk with you about the push first of all from the united nations down to local communities where they're all looking for cleaner electricity cleaner energy is that doable david Oh, absolutely. We can make cleaner energy. Uh, you know, the stuff we're using now is dinosaur energy from basically corporations that have figured out how to sell something that doesn't last forever and always goes up in price, and we keep buying it. And that's like gasoline or oil products and, of course, natural gas, which is also a petroleum product. I've had natural gas in all my electric and gas ranges for years and years and years in California. They want to reduce it, probably even do away with natural gas and propane. Why? Well, some places have already done it. You can't even get a permit in Berkeley, California, to uh, put in a gas line into your house. Wow. So you, people need to realize the most amazing system we've created in, in the United States for distributing gas. It comes from some well, somewhere in a pipeline, and magically comes to your street, up you up into your house and it's right there at your stove. So you know 
that, when you think about the spider web of steel pipes underground everywhere that's delivering all this gas, why would anyone want to do without it? So think about natural gas. Is It's like if you think about underground, you know, where the oil is and the rock down below, and the natural gas is under pressure with all that rock above, and so it's kind of like a soda, you know, and you pop the top, you know, like you drill a well, and the gas comes on up. So, you know, when you first get the gas, it's full of all kind of horrible stuff, but they do a pretty good job cleaning out benzene and toluene and xylene and all that stuff you really don't want in the house, and so natural gas gets to you pretty clean. And when you burn it, well, heck, you know, uh, uh, natural gas is the oil company term for uh, the chemical methane. And we've all kind of heard of methane without knowing what it is, but methane is, is the simplest of these alkanes, which is a group of chemicals. And it has one carbon and four hydrogens all glued together. When you go ahead and burn the methane, like in your natural gas burner on your stove, What's happening is uh, the carbon grabs on um, to a couple of oxygens, and the hydrogen grabs on to uh, some oxygen, and you got two different things now. So this carbon with the oxygen, well, that's carbon dioxide, again, what you're breathing out. But the H's, the hydrogens that are sitting on it, they become water vapor. If you're way up north and you're cooking in the kitchen for a bunch of friends, you notice the windows always fog up when you have a natural gas stove because the moisture is being released as, uh, as it's created when you burn the gas. So it's a pretty harmless fuel uh, except for the fact that that extra carbon dioxide is controversial nowadays because it comes from underground. It's millions of years old, and now we're releasing it into the air and increasing the amount of carbon dioxide in our air, which is a whole subject for discussion. David, most gas furnaces in the north and the Midwest work on natural gas as well. It's to date, is still the cheapest form of energy, isn't it? Yes, but it's about to start ratcheting up because, you know, there's only so much of it in the ground. But there uh, and so then it goes up in price because it's non-renewable when it comes from the ground. But methane, I make it right on my farm. I have a 100-foot log um, bag I've made out of pool liner, and I put plant matter in from my alcohol plant, the waste products after I've made the alcohol, and it goes in there, and it's underwater in this bag. So it starts rotting without air. Uh, and so when things don't have air and they're rotting, instead of uh, uh, giving off other things, they give off methane. So my natural, my, my methane that I use to power, power my still comes from plant waste, you know, weeds, grass, whatever. You know, in my case, apple pulp, you know, I'm, that I'm making alcohol from, well, the peels are left over at the end. And, well, I throw it in the methane digester and it powers my still. So I'm not even using the utility company's gas to make my alcohol for fuel. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now. 
Yes, she's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the L.A. Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you ready to fight back against crime? Hi guys, Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies, personally investigating, prosecuting, and covering literally thousands of cases. It's so easy to think it will never happen to me or my family, but that is simply not true. Every day on Crime Stories with Nancy Grace, we shine a light on unsolved homicides, heat up cold cases, and help find missing people, especially children. We speak with family members, investigators, CSI, reporters, and experts in every field. Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Nationwide, do you see a ban of gas stoves coming up or maybe even gas furnaces? Well, you got to understand what it's all about, and yes, it's coming. You know, when you see something like this, uh, you got you got to wonder what's behind it. You know, and it's easy to blame the government because they're making the rules. Like here they are, is talking about phasing out natural gas, which is, you know, all, all said and done, it's a pretty clean fuel. But uh, uh, so so who so if we're saying the government is doing it. Well, the government doesn't do it on its own. There's a guy up above them with, you know, with uh, strings that are making that, that government puppet dance and take actions. So who benefits from banning natural gas? Well, you know, we have a limited amount of that right now, and it's going to run out. But one thing we have a lot of is coal. You know, where oil, we might only have a couple of decades left. Coal, we have 200 years of coal left. At least. Yeah, it could be even more uh, if you go further. But but so a lot of our utilities in the United States are coal-fired plants. And the whole world has recognized that the pollution from coal burning just is far worse than almost anything else. So what you're seeing is the oil companies hedging their bets, knowing that they're not going to be able to keep supplying um, natural gas, and the way they want to get around that is electrify the country and power it with their coal or nuclear, okay? 
So hmm. here we are talking about two really dangerous energy sources with lots of waste problems. I mean, oh my God, the ash, the toxic ash left over from burning coal is, uh, is unbelievable. So what we're seeing is the government being um, manipulated into doing what the fossil fuel industry wants, which is a conversion away from natural gas because if we start running out of natural gas from oil wells, well, people will start making natural gas. Right now, if you're a farmer, USDA will give you a grant to put in uh, a methane gas um, you know, generator, a thing that makes the natural gas from, say, your cow manure at a dairy or that kind of thing. It'll digest in the, uh, in the underwater, and it gives off lots of natural gas, but that's decentralized. The oil companies don't own that, and that is a problem. So they don't want to see us expand the, the non-petroleum natural gas, which is renewable, and it doesn't add any carbon dioxide to the atmosphere. Is there anybody or any organization fighting these possible restrictions? I think it's too early to see um, a big mobilized, uh, uh, organized uh, fight over this. You know, people are uh, sensing that there's something wrong. Like, why is the government doing this? But until they know the bigger picture and the plan to, you know, basically run up uh, coal and nuclear, um, you know, it'll get to a point where they'll say, oh, sorry, uh, all that electricity we're having you cook with and heat your house with, well, you know, um, we don't have enough electricity, you know, and so, uh, you know, we're going to have to start using nuclear power plants. So we're going to have to do, you know, it's going to give an open door to technologies that really need to go away. Is it a diversion, David? It's, it's a diversion from anything that's renewable and decentralized. In other words, something we can do ourselves. You can make, you know, I've seen people use truck tires to, uh, uh, not the tire, but the inner tubes to make natural gas to, you know, to cook their food. Um, you know, you take a big truck tire and you put a bunch of, uh, you know, plant matter in it and fill it with water. And, you know, you have, if you have a, uh, you know, uh, right from where the air hose used to be, that can be, uh, uh, put a valve on that and it comes right up to your stove and there you go, you're, running on your own natural gas. So um, methane is is a good thing if it's made from plant matter, and it's really negative if it's made underground. So where does methane come from? Well, methane in the atmosphere comes, the two top um, sources are drilling for oil. When they hit the, the deposit, there's enormous amounts of natural gas just going up into the air. And then the ongoing operation of an oil well is the second biggest source of methane in the air. But number three is a big surprise, which is landfills. Aha! Uh-huh. All that organic matter that we throw how do you how do you capture it though? Well, they do that right now all over the country. They sink pipes into the uh, they they cover the top with a rubber membrane and then they sink pipes into it and it pumps out all kinds of methane. I remember when they built the in the Bay Area here, the Shoreline Amphitheater on the site of an old dump, you know, and they were at the first concerts that were, you know, playing there. It's a huge, huge grassy 
you know, mound that used to be the landfill, and people would light up a joint, and all of a sudden there'd be a jet of flame coming out <laughs> of the ground, you know? <laughs> so, yeah, nature makes methane, but um, when it makes it from plants, it doesn't um, get into the whole argument about are we having global warming or not because of too much carbon dioxide. But methane in the air, 80 times more potent in creating global warming than carbon dioxide. So you're, so you're saying that's a bad idea. Oh, we don't want methane in the air. Not at all. You know, and so the oil companies are the biggest, uh, and they're, they're not even being fined for that yet. And, uh, you know, this know is an will. enormous worldwide problem. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the L.A. Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. John Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. Join late night legend John Stewart and the best news team for today's biggest headlines, exclusive extended interviews, and more. Now, this is a second term we can all get behind. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, guys, Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies. Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.